You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. My point is, is when you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, take a deep breath and go, okay, I know these are the four roots of my life. I'm Dr. Oz, and this is the Dr. Oz Podcast. Unfortunately for a lot of Americans, although they are pretty willing to acknowledge that stress is a problem, they're not willing to acknowledge how much of a problem it really is in their lives. And let me just say as a medical doctor, putting that hat on for a second, that one of the things that we know is associated with aging. In fact, it's one of the three agers, the rusting of your arteries, weakening of the immune response, and an inability to deal with the environment, which is basically stress. And stress comes in many forms. A thousand years ago, it was starvation. Today, it's being late for a deadline or making too much out of nothing. But uh, it is a reality that many of us have a difficult time with stress. And the first response to a lot of folks is to run away from it. Um, but I'm hoping today we can talk a little bit about how you respond to stress, because that's really where um, the, the, uh, the winning logic lies. And Dr. Kathleen Hall uh, has written a book called A Life in Balance, Nourishing the Four Roots of True Happiness. Now, she's founder and director of the Stress Institute. It's a great name for an institute, by the way. I'm surprised it wasn't taken already, Kathleen. I know. I was, too. That's how I knew it was a sign. I believe in all those signs and all that stuff. <laughs> she offers us simple methods for reducing stress and living the balanced life. Uh, trained at the Jackson State, she studied with the, the Dalai Lama, Bishop Desmond Tutu, President Carter, who's from your hometown of Atlanta, is that right? Absolutely. Got some great stuff coming out of there. Yeah, do you ever go uh, peanut farming with them or anything like that? <laughs> no, but it's actually my husband uh, is seven miles, his whole family seven miles from Jimmy Carter's family in South Georgia. Oh, is that right? Absolutely. So I've spent a lot of time down in Plains, Georgia. <laughs> Dr. Hall's advice has been on all national media. She's uh, done every program you can imagine. And um, in addition, her, uh, her book, A Life in Balance, won the 2007 Nautilus Book Award. So you live in a horse ranch. Absolutely. Uh, you maintain a bird sanctuary. Oliver, our, uh, our now eight-year-old, uh, and I rescued a bird last uh, weekend from one of the cats. And it had a broken wing, so we took it upstairs. And after spending most of the evening 
if I'd known, I would have probably pretended I didn't see it. But I spent most of the evening <laughs> <laughs> nursing it back. Uh, he was driven off to a bird sanctuary where they where, where they uh, they have they rescued the bird. Now, how do you how do you actually help a, a an animal that's been rescued. What, do, what does that mean? Well, it's all different kinds. Of, you know, we live next to a million acres of national forest, so we live really in the wild. So we rescue everything from fawns to to uh, birds. I, I rescued a hummingbird. As a matter of fact, the other day I went to saddle my horse and I saw something in the corner of the straw and it was a little hummingbird. Mm. And I picked it up and couldn't figure out what had happened to it. So I raced over to my office and I do heart palpitations. I have a teeny tiny straw mm-hmm. that I use. Um, my husband happens to be a gastroenterologist. My daughter's a critical care doc. So we have all kinds of equipment. I kind of <laughs> have, so I'm a para doc, a para um, vet. And so anyway, I've got her little mouth open and put a little uh, red sugar water and she laid there and I kept doing palpitations and kept breathing into her for five minutes, no response. And then I did Reiki on her for about five minutes. And then all of a sudden, that little tiny red tongue came out of her mouth. And I just, you know, almost came apart, but I kept my little palpitations and kept blowing in her mouth. And then all of a sudden, five minutes later, her one eye opened and then her head twisted. And I swear to God, the universe opened up for me. I, I just, I couldn't believe it. So anyway, long story short, so back, usually... back to practicality. I went and got the laundry basket, put it over her, let her get ready for about two hours. And then I released her into the woods. But I want to tell you, she went out into the woods, uh, Dr. Oz. Five minutes later, I'm sitting there fixing to go back into the house and she came back three feet from my face, twirled those little wings, looked at me, tilted her head, and went off into that national forest. Jeez. And I shall never forget it. So you said you're actually doing chest compressions on the bird? Uh-huh, yeah. You have to do them very light, very, 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 very soft. Absolutely. Oh, sure. I do it on, on all the animals. I had a fawn the other day that uh, got uh, attacked by the dogs. We rescue dogs. I have as many as 20 and 25 at a time, 15 cats, 60 horses. It's a zoo up there. Um, and what we do is uh, it's in the woods, so a lot of the animals get shot by people. They get hit by cars. So we work with the University of Georgia, go over. But then when we bring them back, a lot of them have like two casts on or something. So we have Ziploc bags. And let me tell you, after 32 years of marriage, when what my husband and I do at night is we get Minnie Mouse pull-ups and Jim takes a knife and puts holes in for the tails. And we put them in the laundry <laughs> basket for our incontinent dogs because we have oh, some that good. are unadoptable. So, yeah, we, we, it, it's a life. It's a life, okay? <laughs> and, it's, and it's less stress. It is. We love it. We love what we do. Before we get back on stress, I'm curious about these these uh, rescue habitats. Uh, th- w- there must be some animals that aren't salvageable. What do you do then? Um, well, as a matter of fact, I built a cemetery. I went and got myself a seven-foot angel. She's absolutely—well, it's androgynous, but I call her a she. And so I have this huge pet cemetery, and um, I have a great relationship with the crematorium cl- close to us. And so um, I have God knows anywhere from maybe a hundred and some pets up there. Uh, and we all have services and all that kind of stuff. It's at the peak of the mountain where we live. So um, what I did was when I was doing my doctoral work, I spent a lot of time with Aboriginal tribes and also stayed in Buddhist monasteries, Taoist and Christian monasteries. And I realized that every single place that I went to, they all had a cemetery. They mm-hmm. believed that the souls wanted to rest there. So I came back and told my husband, I said, well, I know you think that I built the stables and guest houses and I built the learning center, 10,000 square feet and blah, blah, blah. He said, you don't want to build anything else. I said, yes, we have to have a cemetery. And of course, you know, he lost, he's going bald living with me after 32 years. But you know, (laughs) hey, it's love. What can you say? (laughs) I love the shiny head. So walk me through how you got involved. I mean, most folks are interested in stress a little bit, but a lot of us don't spend our lives becoming experts Mm -hmm. at it. Uh, I came from a very um, afflictive family, very violent, alcoholic, and I was quite bright, and I was the oldest. And so what I did was um, 
I let stress drive me, meaning I said, I'm going to get an education. I'm going to know money. I'm going to control the world. And I did. I uh, worked with a Wall Street firm, was a venture capitalist, lots of money. My mint coats matched my cars. I mean, I went the whole over the top way. Mm -hmm. And then one day I had a panic attack and uh, I couldn't overrun the stress anymore. So I literally had this huge panic attack and I saw people that were becoming alcoholics I saw people that were going through serial marriages. I saw people that were handling stress in very profoundly bad ways. And I said, you know what? This is intriguing. I am bright. I'm healthy and everything. But this panic attack has stopped my life as I've known it. So um, at the same time, Bill Moyer had just done a, uh, and I don't know if you remember this, Dr. Oz, if you're old enough to remember, it was called Healing in the Mind. He did a series for PBS. Oh, I know him very well. Okay. And yeah. Dr. Dean Ornish um, at the Preventive Medicine Institute, the pioneering cardiovascular uh, you know, person was there. And uh, Herb Benson up at Harvard, who was mm-hmm. doing the hypertension studies. John Kabat-Zinn was at UMass. Naomi Raymond was out at uh, Commonwealth studying cancer and stress. And Dr. Nicholas Hall was the psychoneuroimmunologist. So what I did was I quit Wall Street. I went and bought a 300-acre farm, and there was a cabin on it. And I made a list of the 10 things that I was most afraid of that I thought could be causing my panic attack. And, um, and I said, I will face every one of these monsters, demons, whatever you want to call it. And as I did, I watched that program, and I said, this is the mind-body connection is where it at is. I think it's going to be the future of medicine. Uh, again, being married to a physician, and I ran a hospital at one point. That's how my husband and I met. And um, and then my daughter at a young age became very interested in, in, in science and physics. So I said, this is really the future. And I was fascinated with spirituality. So that's kind of uh, how the love affair was born. I called every single person in the series, everybody from Dean Ornish to John Kabat-Zinn to everybody. And I spent four years doing clinical trainings. Uh, where I would learn how stress at the symptom reduction clinic at Harvard, what it would, uh, how you could get over insomnia, infertility, hypertension, you name it. And uh, so I got fascinated with it. And then I would go stay with tribes like the Hopi, the Navajo, the Clinkets, the Athabascans. And then I would watch shaman and different people handle as opposed to the way that my husband and regular traditional medical doctors handled uh, depression, handled stress, handled anxiety, handled disorientation with your spiritual life meaningless, uh, the way that they handled, this is what I love, the way they handle the stages of life. They look at life like seasons. So you have the season of your youth, and then you get married, and then you have babies, and then you have those tween years where your kids are 10 and 12 and 13. Then you have empty nests, and then you have this boomer stage. And in tribes, each one was uh, almost glorified. And I was coming back into the Western world where each one almost became like a more stressful curse. And so I was fascinated with our mental uh, and spiritual psychological construct of uh, health in our country. So uh, if, if I could, Kathleen, and, uh, and I'm just curious about the uh, Life in Balance, the book you wrote. Let's start off by talking about some specific things that, that, that folks should know when they think about stress. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a, a construct, a way of describing how we should deal with stress uh, that, that's... Uh, and you've done it very beautifully. That's a little different from how a lot of folks wander into it. Because a lot of us give, uh, you know, kitchen advice. We thought about it for a few seconds and we say, oh, you know, just don't worry about it. It'll be okay. And as you go further and further into the deeper stresses that cause the uh, the breakdowns that you were alluding to and the ones that I see frequently in practice, uh, they're, they're, they're in, these people are in need of more than just a little pat on the shoulder. So give me an idea, for example, how you define self. Let's just start with that issue at all. Um, a self is, to me, it's your soul. And Carl Jung talks about the self. And when he talks about the soul of the self, uh, uh, Carl Jung, of course, who's the famous psychoanalyst, 
He, he talks about the lowercase self, lowercase S-E-L-F, and what our life is about from the time of our conception, the time we incarnate, until the time that we transition and die, is about the lowercase S-E-L-F evolving into the capital S-E-L-F, the divine and holy self. And that's what the purpose of our life is. That's what this transformation and this journey is all about. And it, it is suffering, uh, meaning I love the Dalai Lama. I love the Four Noble Truths. And the first noble truth is life is suffering. I don't care who you are. From the minute you are conceived and in your mother's womb, you find out that there's only so much room. Then you come out of that wonderful dark <laughs> path and then you get smacked or you take your first breath and life is suffering. So it's not a bad thing. It's how you negotiate it. And that's why it's caused by your cravings and attachments. If you're not attached to the cars and things that I used to be attached to and you can detach, you can be pretty darn happy. So anyway, what, what I learned was um, that people... Uh, get dismantled. They Their whole lives uh, go off the road. They lose their way with stress. Instead of seeing it, this is what I found. And this is what I know after living in the woods for 20 years and living for a long time of it, Dr. Oz, in a cabin with no plumbing. I, I literally went to the opposite of my house next to the governor's mansion on West Paces Ferry in Atlanta. I literally went to a cabin with no water, no heat, no nothing. Just they have, like they have showers there. No, no, no. We had a rain barrel, and there was a, a creek with a spring where I put the milk and the melons and the and anything that was cold, the orange juice, and <laughs> had to this. walk down every day. No, I was I, I was committed. Meaning, I had read every work of Emerson every work of Thoreau during the Transcendentalists. And I said, this is the way through. This is the way through meaning and living an intentional life. And I will not take a shortcut. Now, this took some negotiating with my husband. Yeah, I was going to say, how'd you get him to go along with the <laughs> and program? And remember, I've got two kids. So I've got two small children and a husband. And he had a practice, I assume. And he has a huge practice. He's massive practice. So how'd you get him to move to the woods? with No, he, no, he didn't no... move to the woods, dear. Oh, you no, moved so, without so, him. Yes, yes. So, so what I said was, it was an hour north of Atlanta. So I said, here's the deal. You can have me um, one fourth sane, one-tenth sane for the rest of your life or however long this tenuous marriage lasts. Or you can release me like a bird into the into the wilderness knowing that I'll return, but I have to ferret out, just like Emerson and Thoreau, I must ferret out who I am. I mean, I profoundly had it. I'm very serious. It was, this was a profound calling. And I felt like Emerson and Thoreau were from, uh, you know, the last century calling me to. Seriously. So I, I did. I went to the woods and lived deliberately. Um, cut wood, worked with the neighbor man down the road. He taught me about electricity. Uh, another thing I was afraid of, I was afraid of horses and large animals. I had been uh, so abused as a child. We got into the horse business. Uh, at one point, I was foaling out 20 mares a year. And mm. for those of us who uh, have had stress problems and uh, have phobic attacks, let me tell you, if you want to get over it, sit at the rear end of a 1,300-pound mare that's been in labor for about an hour and a half, laying in the straw, groaning, and she sits and she puts her head up and looks at you with that twisted look like, I hope you know I could, I could literally kick your brains out in mm -hmm. about two seconds if I so choose. And so um, very humbling, uh, humbling, tremendously powerful situations in nature where I was faced with the rawness of myself and choices that I had to make. We're only just scratching the surface here. We've got a whole lot more to discuss after the break. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. With that raw insight uh, with Dr. Kathleen Hall talking about a life in balance, nourishing the four roots of true happiness. What I found, uh, Dr. Oz, was when I traveled, whether it was to Harvard, Stanford, UMass, at all these programs, whether they were working with people with hypertension, pulmonary disease, or cardiac diseases, or whatever, that they had the same four four quadrants is what they called it, the four quadrant approach for stress reduction for cardiovascular disease. One was stress reduction, second was diet, third was exercise, and fourth was group support. And I headed a cardiac rehab program for 10 years and happened to be a member of the American Association of Cardiovascular and Pulmonary Rehabilitation. So I kept coming back from these meetings and my patients could, wouldn't remember it. They wouldn't remember it. They would come back, they all had zippers, you know, all had a papoose oxygen, you name it. And I got frustrated. And I said, I've got to think of a way that they can remember this. So one day in a meditation, which of course I do every morning, I sat there and SCLF came to me. I went, this is it. S is for serenity, which is the stress reduction, because stress reduction just kept negatively reminding people that you have stress, whereas everybody really wants serenity. They want peace of mind. So serenity, E was exercise. Um, L is love, which which helped the problem of group support, because every time I would say group support to my patients, they would go, I don't want a therapist, and I sure don't want to go into one of those crazy groups where people listen to me. So love was a very different concept. Everyone needs love. And just say the word. It was amazing. And F is food. I hate the word diet. It's a billion-dollar industry. I, I have this uh, absolute dislike for it. But food is holy Food is sacred. We were meant to eat. It's a source of celebration in every spirituality and every religion. Food is good. There is no bad food. So my point was, that's how I came up with SELF. So S is for serenity. If you do any serenity uh, 
practice at all. It lowers your blood pressure, your heart rate. You get an immune boost. We know from research at Harvard it reduces pain. And we also know people that meditate, your brain can actually get larger. So something like a five-minute meditation. Start with something small. I call it baby steps. You know, I don't expect people to get out there and ohm for 20 or 30 minutes. What we know about plasticity in the body and the brain is even five minutes resets the thermostat. So wake up in the morning, go S-E-L-F, care. Okay, start with S, serenity. Okay, I am going to be quiet or I'm going to listen to music. I am going to say I'm grateful. I'm going to do something for five minutes that will quiet my brain. So another choice besides a quiet meditation of being silent would be a lot of my patients are very anxious. They've just had uh, heart surgery or they've gone through a tremendous divorce or some problem. So listen to music. Music even helps because it helps you create serotonin in the body. We also know if you bust out singing, you get an immune boost of 250%. Another easy thing to do is affirmations. We have a new study out of University of California that show that people that have memorized a mantra or a short phrase, like I am strong, I'm letting go, they produce like, I think it's right at 60% less cortisol, which is the stress hormone, than people that just get stressed and don't have a positive thing to say back to themselves to retrain their brain. Another thing is laughter. When you laugh, it's an amazing thing for the body. When you're stressed, the uh, artery diameter decreases as much as 35%. When you start laughing, it increases your artery diameter by 22%. That's a University of Maryland study. Gratitude. It is physiologically impossible to be stressed and grateful at the same time. And finally, for the serenity one, something as simple as guided imagery, like if when you're stressed uh, on the way up here, we had terrible turbulence and people were screaming and doing weird stuff or at the airport, memorize a place where you're at peace and love. If that's with your bird, if that's on a horse, if that's at the farm, your brain doesn't know any difference. It thinks it's there. It'll lower your blood pressure, lower your heart rate. You get a sense of control almost immediately. So that's for S for serenity. Kathleen, so if I can just I'm going to ask you questions about each of these as we go along because... Uh, I deal with these different solutions so frequently, and you do cover them in, in a life and balance, which is uh, the t- title of your of your book. But I must say, you're a smart person. As you mentioned, you're an investment banker, you run hospitals, but you felt it necessary to move to the woods for 20 years to do this. And I and I find, and I have a discussion with Lisa whenever she talks about one of these new you know fasting diets she wants to go on, because uh, you know to do the the fast, you know, if you're around food all the time, it's hard to do the fast mm-hmm. because you're continually reminded about how how, not, how good that tiramisu looks. It, it's challenging, I think, to do a lot of these serenity exercises when you're working two jobs, your kids are yelling, you're just broken up with your spouse, uh, you've got a hundred things that are that are pressing on you. It's just hard to get all those issues of bankruptcy and work related and home related stress out of your mind in order to gain those precious moments. Uh, every day. And as I mentioned, even you felt it necessary to go to the woods in parts well, of Well, you know, but here's the deal. I, I, those are two different things. I went to the woods because I wanted to ferret out my own fears. My fears were being alone, being in the woods, not status. I, was, I had wealth and power and beauty and intelligence. I had every benchmark of what we sustain as power in this country and in the world. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do was renounce all those and see what it was for me personally. But I've got news for you, Dr. Oz. If you haven't worked on a family farm lately, mm-hmm. I want to tell you about getting up at five every morning in 20-degree yep. weather in sleet, having to, feed, <laughs> having to feed 40 to 60 foals, 60 mares, 20 dogs, mm. 20 cats, get on the tractor, break up the ice on the lake so that they can get water. Living on a family farm, people that think only urban people have stress, what folly. 
Yeah. And uh, going to the bank, making uh, mortgage payments, sitting there with my neighbors and talking about what the cost of uh, the commodities. What's your corn going to get? What are your beans going to get? What are we going to do? Then for my own garden, my own organic gardens and my own stuff, I can. So, you know, the only time I had to can was from 10 o'clock at night till three in the morning during canning season. And you have to get it while it's fresh. So I challenge you to come up to my farm and think that you are at some estate with 10 servants waiting on you. Well, I was copying for an invitation. I got one, I think. Okay, yeah. And then also, I want you to know that I did have to move back to the city two years ago with the Stress Institute, so I do have my two-hour commute to Atlanta, and, you know, commuting is very stressful, and I get all that, plus my farm stress now. And do you ever see your husband? Of course we do. Don't be silly. That yeah. Did of course we see. Okay, yeah. You did, if you want to, yeah, I'll tell you. You can tell you about that story. Of course we do. We he works four days a week. He has an incredible practice. He does thirty surgeries a day. He's got an amazing his own clinic. Mm-hmm. So he works three to four days a week. We spend three to four days a week. We have an apartment in Atlanta. We've never spent more than two days apart. Oh, I went through that part, and then the you know I only did the year alone, the one year. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, I'm very close to my children and uh, and to Jim. And again, we're we're uh, two weeks. We'll have our thirty third uh, wedding anniversary, oh, and we're more and we're more in love than we've ever been in our life. The, the reason I asked the question wasn't so much to say that living the farm life is, is an easy life, but, but I did want to be clear that that you had felt it important in your own life to make a major break from what you had been doing. Absolutely. And and in retrospect, if you had done, for example, the the serenity step that you describe, would it have averted that? No. Um, When the energy runs out, and this is part of my body of work, Dr. Oz, when it's gone, it's gone. I knew the money business. I knew how to make money. I'd made a lot of it. I had clients all over the world. I was bored. It was rote. I was like a zombie like most people are nowadays. I tell most people to go rent the movie Groundhog Day. Watch it. And if that is your life, stop it. Whatever you're doing right now, have a family meeting and stop your life. Because you are not living the passionate life. You are not living the intentional life that you're supposed to be living. And again, you're right. Somebody who has a mortgage, they work at a bank every day. They've got three kids. They can't stop today. They need their health insurance. I mean, that would be ridiculous and irresponsible to say that. But what we know about stress, Dr. Oz, is that they can create a plan. They can say, you know, I always wanted to have my own landscape company. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on the internet and there's a class, you know, at the college that I can take on the weekend. And you know, Susan, in five years, I can have my own landscape firm. What we know, data shows us that they immediately shift from cortisol production and stress and ulcers and headaches and all the physical and psychological symptoms to hope, H-O-P-E. And then they get all their friends and their family on board and they start taking classes and they start thinking about buying the truck and when they're going to have this future. So the point is, find out what your dream is. That's what this whole boomer thing is about everybody over 50 who's, you know, put their time in 30 years at IBM or whatever. And then they go, I have my whole life ahead of me. Yes. And that's also why this SELF program is so critical. It's not about living older anymore. And you know that better than anybody, Dr. Oz. It's about living independently, living independently and being able to make choices in your own life. And that's what SELF self-care is all about. Right. So I got the serenity. Exercise. Exercise. Any type of exercise reduces dementia and Alzheimer's, we think, in uh, five recent studies by at least a third. And exercising three to four times a week, which is 20-minute exercises, reduces the risk of death from all diseases by one-third. The fact of the matter is, 
Within the next 20 years, our health system is falling apart. I think our comorbidity will be tremendous in the next 20 years, which means more than one disease, as you well know. The future is horrendous. We were meant to move. Again, the word exercise turns people off. We were meant to be in motion. The law of physics says anybody who is not moving, anything that's not moving is dead. And it really, really is. I was blessed to be a chaplain at Northside and St. Joseph's in Atlanta for a long time. And what that taught me um, in, in, right there, and I did hospice, was the difference between the moment of somebody living and somebody dying and their total energy being gone. We were meant to be in motion. Exercise is critical. I think the next stage of exercise is to quit pushing aerobic exercise on everybody and telling everybody they have to do a certain kind of exercise. I work with very at-risk, inner-city, violent children, and I have found out that by giving them other alternatives like yoga, tai chi, qigong, moving their bodies in very different ways has given them self-confidence. It's given them the ability to move, and then once they start feeling their bodies move, and they feel the power of that motion, then they may start to take walks and exercise and get into the exercise program at the school. But I think we have to stop telling everyone that they were meant for aerobic exercise. I understand violence more than anybody. And people that have lived in poverty or lived in violence or survived interesting circumstances, sometimes we have to go into exercise as something loving something nurturing like Tai Chi, Qigong, or yoga, instead of something that can be perceived as something more violent, which is jogging, running, and jerking the body. So it, it, again, I, I love the idea that you used the word serenity instead of stress reduction, because I think it sends the right message, and use love instead of group support. But you kept exercise. Now, I understand you have to have it for the self part, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but I, I wonder if it should be, you know, smooth, you know, it should be motion. I, I thought of motion, but you know what else I thought of? That I love this more than anything. And this is after my Buddhist studies and my Taoist studies. I love alignment. I love alignment because I think exercise is alignment. When I work with people, I use that. I use the SELF in my work because it's easy to remember. But Dr. Oz, when I work with, whether it's somebody with a, a zipper that's scared to death to exercise because they've just had their heart cut open, mm-hmm. or whether it's my inner city kid that's, that's scared to death, is that when you use the word alignment— You're asking them to align with some form of motion or movement that is who they be, not what they do. And then I'm a cafeteria. That's what my body of work is. I just give choices. And then then I work with them to see what resonates. Because you and I both know, if you want long-term complicity, if you want somebody to do it, it has to be something that they love. Right. Well, you know, the, the, uh, the other word, I guess, well, it could be slaff, I guess. Serenity, love, <laughs> right? alignment, and food. But the other thing, you could, why don't you change exercise to energy? Yes, I love energy, too. I love energy. So just define energy but, for but, me. But, but the point about energy, too, is I, I, for my, my being, I get more energy out of serenity than I do out of exercise. See, I, I, I'm, I'm an A, type A person. I mean, that's what I do, and it's who I be, so I have to meditate, and when I meditate for 20 or 30 minutes every morning of my life, it resets my thermostat. It's kind of like being a class five uh, tornado is kind of how a lot of people like me wake up after they get in the shower, they brush their teeth and get going, and what meditation does, it takes and fine-tunes and hones that energy into a four, into a three, into a two, into a one, that you can get into a cadence um, that you become more receptive and you become more functional and you can get more done, more organized, and you can follow a better pattern. There's last part where that came from, but first, a quick break. This is it, your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great? At any age, every age. That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. We're speaking with Dr. Kathleen Hall, author of A Life in Balance, Nourishing the Four Roots of True Happiness. The third one is, is love and realizing your intimacy. Absolutely. What we know is one of many research studies says that people in cardiac rehab groups um, reduce the risk of death from a subsequent heart attack by as much as 50% just by being in a cardiac rehab group. Mm. And what we keep studying is what happens when people are together. We were meant to be in community. Um, Fozzie and Fozzie have done some great research work at Ohio State um, on malignant melanoma. And it's pretty fascinating. When people are in a group, even if they're in a group post-traumatic situation for six weeks and they leave, I think in this study, they'd been apart 10 years. What we find in the outcomes is that people live longer and have less recurrence of diseases, even if they met for a short time after they've had some critical thing happen. And what I think after doing this body of work I've done for 20 years is that whether you've lost a child, whether you've had malignant melanoma, whether you've had a heart attack, that there is this tremendous grief, fear, anxiety that the body has. We know about cortisol. We know what happens to the brain. We can look under fMRIs and that I really think that there is something holy, H-O-L-Y, <clears throat> that makes us W-H-O-L-E when we get in that whole group, that communion, that those people that have gone through the same thing we have. Um, <clears throat> I facilitated groups where um, women lost babies. They'd gone through full-term pregnancies and lost a child. It's devastating. Neonatology, when we'd unplug infants and facilitated those groups, when the mothers would meet and their babies didn't survive, there's a like-mindedness and loss like that, that even if they meet for a short period of time, there's some amazing surrender, a radical acceptance, anger, rage, grief, all every thought 
every emotion, every feeling that you have has two components attached to it, an electrical component and a chemical component in the brain. So if that is so, which we know it's so, and if the brain and the body is as plastic as we know, it just makes sense that we were meant to be with each other, and especially after traumatic situations. But what I'm saying is, L, when I say S-E-L-F, L for love, you need to, every week, be in touch with somebody. And I mean, I don't care if you have to work all the time. Like you said, Dr. Oz, you've got two kids. You're working 8 to 5, 40. When can, what is she talking about? How can I meet in a group? Get a group at work. Take, take one day a week, whether it's 20 minutes, you guys start a book club, go for a walk. Um, study spirituality. Study gardening. I don't care what you do. The data shows us. I don't care if you're playing bridge. Get with a group once a week for 20 to 30 minutes. There are great health benefits to it. Also, when I say L, love, it means intimacy. Please, no matter what happens, keep in touch with your friends. What we know about women is when they work and run families, lots of times they lose their friends. Um, make sure on your calendar, just like you make a doctor's appointment and just like you make your other appointments, make an appointment to text message, to call, to email a friend Monday and Wednesday, one day a week. Have lunch with a friend or breakfast. We also know people that meet people in close, intimate contact. They produce a hormone called oxytocin. It's a feel-good hormone, which has great health benefits to the body. So we were meant for L. We were meant and created to love. What about the last letter? Food. F part. And this is what you'll learn when you stay with Aboriginal tribes. And also, um, again, the Dalai Lama was a teacher of mine. And Thich Nhat Hanh, who is the South Vietnamese Buddhist monk, is still, a, is still my teacher, as a matter of fact. I've been a student of his for nine years. And what I found out when I went to them was I was very aggressive, again, trying to work through my type A, blah, blah, my, my lists every day. And one of the first things that when I went to these people and went to a shaman in a tribe was they changed my food. They immediately believe that food is medicine, food is nourishment. So um, we've got great science now that shows that food is um, hugely healing. It does change the outcome. Dean Ornish showed that, of course, in cardiovascular disease. He was one of the first people in the medical field to reclaim that. We know that omega-3 is one of the biggest things going. Um, it changes the outcome of heart disease, dementia, depression, anxiety. Um, I think everybody, they need to put it in the public drinking water. I, I think omega-3 is the most amazing thing. I've seen uh, the uh, Sago cold mine disaster. When I did that with Paula Zahn, the one boy that made it out, the first thing the neurosurgeon did when that uh, young man went into the intensive care unit was gave him 8 to 13 grams of omega-3 fatty acids every day um, to coat those brain cells, and now he's doing fine. Blueberries is another one. We call them brain berries. We call it youth food. Um, they actually grow dendrites in uh, rat studies we have. Very fascinating. Um, bees. Most women ought to be taking bee complexes. We know that stress immediately drains the bees out of the body. Serotonin. You can eat for serotonin. The, my point is, is when you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, take a deep breath and go... Okay, I know these are the four roots of my life, self-care. So S, I need to spend five minutes. When can I do that today? I've got to drive carpool. I've got to be with Dr. Oz this morning. I won't have time this morning. How about after that in the car if I sit there for five minutes? E is exercise. It's motion. By the way, we have a new study that shows even if you do three, two to three 10-minute increments of exercise, it's the same as doing it um, all at the same time. So I'll walk up, walk up and down the stairs at work at lunch for 10 minutes. L is love. 
gosh, I think I'll text Lisa today or email her and just tell her, how are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a long time. F is food. I have this huge meeting this afternoon at five o'clock and I'm going to be stressed out because I'm going to ask for a raise. So I need to take some omegas. Um, I think I'll take two grams of of a capsule. I think I'll eat blueberries for lunch and I'm going to have a banana loaded with serotonin for lunch. My point is it's it's a prevention, it's a prophylaxis, and it's a way of life. You know, Kay, I, I, um, I thought you'd find this interview soothing. You said it would be stressful today. <laughs> it's not stressful. Yeah, well, it wasn't. I, I've heard about you. So, no, it, it wasn't so stressful. <laughs> nah, and I live with two docs. And, you know, um, you talk about type A. I live with a critical care doc and a, and a gastroenterologist who does 35 surgeries a day. Hello. Now, let me ask you a question about the, the, the minor. Because I, I, I was unaware they gave him high doses of omega-3s. Yes, yes. I can send it to you if you want the study. No, I, I, I've seen discussions about it, but it's, it was a pretty gutsy thing to do that to someone with such a high profile. So there's a, the neurosurgeon in West Virginia had the for, or the neurologist had the foresight to offer the the injured minor omega three fatty yes, acids. Yes, and, and I find I find out this information through Andy Weil. Uh, you know, he's a big uh, omega three freak like I am. Um, also, I've uh, with my past too. Not only being a Type A personality, I've struggled. Um, through uh, since 50 with menopause and stuff with somewhat little, n- not deep, but little slips into, um, uh, what do I want to say? Little um, uh, attractions towards moments of a little depression. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to handle it with omega-3s and it's been incredibly successful. Um, so my husband also. So it's been um, great. Also, you know, I think it's hilarious that everybody's running to plastic surgeons for all this aging and we're exercising and having to get new knees, hips, uh, joints and everything because we're running trying to out you know outdo ourselves not to age. I think it's amazing that we don't like the self-care, serenity, exercise, love and food. These are the four roots to anti-aging, I mean healthful aging, whatever you want to call it. It's amazing. And and my point is the days that you know it's going to be off or if you know you're going home for the holidays and it's going to be stressful or if you know that you've got to go to a funeral, whatever, big meeting, you do the SELF and you just get more intentional about it. And again, the four roots of life, it's an amazing, simple way to live. You have another acronym, if I could speak, um, which is ACE, Awareness, Choice, and Energy. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yes, I talk about people, um, Lisa, who really live life like a zombie or, again, like Groundhog Day. They, they live in a cloud. So, so this body of work is about living an intentional life. And what does intention mean? It means you designing your life. Um, and ACE Your Life was another acronym just so people can remember. People are so flooded. The reason I use acronyms is so that they can remember. A is awareness. And I ask people to first stop, take a deep breath. And again, I come from a financial background, and it's who, who I am. I'll always be that. So I say, do it like a T account, credit and debit. On the credit side, put every person, every relationship, put every task that you do during the day, and that that brings you life. Put it in, put a big plus on the credit and put it in that side. Then in the debit side, put every task, every person, every relationship, everything you do during that day that irritates you, makes you angry, if you feel that your blood pressure is going up. And by the way, if you feel like your heart rate and blood pressure is going up, go ahead and buy yourself a cuff and take your blood pressure and your heart rate, you will pretty soon get a flow of what is um, tearing you up. That's the debit side. So that's the ACE. Then once you do that for about a week, kind of show your family. The other thing is when people go into these health programs, whether it's self-care, ACE or whatever, 
I have to do it by myself and I go home and my, my family, blah. Let me tell you something. Tell your coworkers, tell your family. You have to not only spread the knowledge, you've got to get the support of everybody on there. So anyway, once you get the credit and debit on the ACE and you find out the pluses and negatives of your energy, which is what we talked about, what's your, what, what is giving you the source of your life, then the comes the C is choice. You've got to make choices. You've got to make choices to what is giving you energy. What is the source of your life? What do you love? What you love is on that credit side. It's the purpose and the reason you're here. It's why you're taking every breath. So make sure that you have the power and the authority to make the choice. And I promise you, make small choices. You don't start with going, hey, here are the divorce papers. Start with very small choices, like maybe what you eat, when you go to bed, taking care of yourself. And I promise you, then you'll get more energy and it becomes a cycle. Then when you get more energy, you'll get higher self-esteem. And then the, then you'll become more aware that instead of being in a, a new friend for three months and going, I really don't like her. She sucks the life out of me. Your, your lapse time will get shorter. You'll meet the person in an hour or two. You'll go, you know what? She was nice, but she's in that debit side. So I think I'm going to avoid that. And that's a choice you made. And so you get more energy. So that's a, that's a cycle of bringing energy back to your life and power. You know, uh, we're speaking with Ka- Kathleen Hall, author of Life and Balance. Uh, Dr. Hall, we, you know, there there are a lot of us who see America getting more and more stressed out, not less and less. Mm-hmm. Of course. So and, we- and, and there's there's legitimate sources for that, Dr. Oz. Number one, technology. You know, iPod, iPod iPhone. Um, my husband, I just got a new BlackBerry. So I refuse for him and I to be on separate technologies because we're married and we have to go through states and countries and I travel to Europe all the time with my new contracts over there in Asia. So I, we have to be on the same Blackberries. Well, when I gave him the new Blackberry, he, you know, we almost had a, a divorce there in singular, um, <laughs> it, you know, with him screaming and talk about stress. But the point is, technology is a huge stress. That's a fact. I do a lot on technology stress. It's hugely stressful for children. Uh, 70% of children report after the first month, first month of school that they are extremely stressed in their lives. 70%. A lot of this is technology stress. Another Another stressor is commuting. The average commute is an hour to an hour and a half in every city. And we know that one in 12 heart attacks is directly related to the commute. We know that um, a recent study shows us that there, that a fighter pilot in battle actually has less stress than a person on a commute. So we have to take, we have a new study um, testing cortisol on, a, on people that commute in Atlanta, Georgia. The levels are through the roof by the time they leave home and get to work an hour later. So the commuters, there are legitimate reasons. Throw in global warming. Those of us, those of you that have younger children um, who are coming home going, am I even going to have a life? Is my life sustainable? I think the word sustainability is what we need to think of in our body, our minds, our soul, and the planet. So you have 25 tips to maintain a life of balance to help us deal with stress. Do you want to give us a couple of those? Well, we only have time for one, but let me hear about journaling. That's the one that Oprah talks about all the time. Why do you pick journaling as one of your your top 25? Because we've got a good cardiovascular study and some other studies that show that uh, it reduces the amount of meds people take there. They get out of the hospital sooner. So we've got some good, Pennebaker's done some good science and research that shows that, I call it disclosure. And again, a lot of my people don't want to write anymore. So I tell them, do it on um, your computers during the day, schedule it a couple times a week. It doesn't matter. It's called disclosure. Needs to be done. And they write about the, the, their deepest secrets or just what the heck's going on? Is, 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 what's the difference between a diary and a journal? Um, no difference, really. But also, please remember, people have different brains, and we're finding this out now in our new brain science. So I have a lot of people painting, coloring, uh, taking pictures, cutting things out of magazines. So journaling has taken on new, uh, uh, new generations instead of just the script. 
Dr. Kathy Hall, thank you very, very much for joining us. Your book, A Life in Balance, Nourishing the Four Roots of True Happiness. It's been a great review of, uh, of a couple of techniques, some of which are very effective. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.